Assalamu alaikum. My name is Amin Hataman and welcome back to Project Weave, The Threads of Moro Stories, where we try to create this complete collection of stories that have shaped and continue to shape the grand narrative of the Bangsa Moro, straight from the mouths of those who live them. For the second chapter of Mam Amihilda Songkopan's story, we dive into the beginnings of her life in public service, first starting with her work as part of the Department of Agrarian Reform, her stint as part of staff in the House of Representatives, and numerous other endeavors in her journey to serve her people. Though each role she plays has its own set of challenges, she would eventually find herself facing one of the most difficult soon enough, where the stakes are highest for her, when she is called on to serve in what might be one of the most important roles of her life. Project Weave, The Threads of Morris Stories, Episode 11, High School Life. Assalamualaikum, Tita Ami. Alaikum, Salam. And welcome back. It's time for our second episode. Uh, yeah. I'll just do a quick uh, summary of the last episode. Uh, we covered your childhood. Yes. Uh, growing up until around four to five years old. No? Yep. You were born in Holo, Sulu. 19? That was 1981. 1981. And then you, you went to Zamboanga, you studied. Mm. Uh, where in, in that university where you'd end up spending almost your entire academic yeah, ano, no? yeah. education, uh, Wimsu. Yes. Shout out, Wimsu. Uh, My alma mater. Uh, yes, alma mater. And then after that, uh, you, you also had a lot of different experiences. Uh, and we were going to go straight into uh, your working in public service, yes? Yes. But uh, you did mention you want to uh, go back just a little bit. Yeah, let's go back to the year 1998. Yes, 1998. At what point was it? What was going on? When I was still a Burgess, Mm-mm. and when I removed everything, nung hinubaran ko ang sarili ko. I think context needs to be given. Yes. <laughs> hinubaran mo lang sarili. Baka iba yung akalaan ibang, ng tao. Ibang hubad po, ah. Ibang, <laughs> ibang hubad. No, but, but this was, you were college at this point. Right? Yeah, when I was in the college, when I was a nurse, I'm a registered nurse, kuya. Mm-mm. When I was a registered nurse, I don't a full makeup. Kilay 2000 ako. Uso yan nun eh. Kilay 2000? Yeah. Yung line talaga yung kilay mo. Yeah, wow. I have eyeshadow. Wow. I wear blush on. Mm-hmm. I put on, well, my, my signature lippy, which is a red lipstick. And sometimes I, I, I even don't a black cherry lipstick. Uh-huh. Ganun ako dati. Sumasabay sa uso hanggat kaya. Year 1997, 1997, 1997, yeah, SCATFI. Uh, oh, okay. We call it SCATFI. I was elected or appointed as Deputy Secretary General of the Coalition while we are doing the works, fighting oh, wait, but, against tuition fee increase in WEMSU. But who, who, were, who were like any notable members during that time? Your Ina. Mm-hmm. Of course. Was Ama part of that as well? Or? Uh, he was one of the brains mm. behind helping us realize that the tuition fee increase will not just affect us but will affect a lot and probably would affect more 
students than us uh, if it pushes through because at that time there is a 200 percent possible tuition fee increase in Wemsu. Wow. So talagang uh, that coalition head, headed by your ina uh, was an awakening point for me. Until one day while we're doing the works for Andres Katvi, they invited me to an orientation of Anak Mor. In one corner of that room, I was crying because it was only then I understood what Moro means. Mm-hmm. Like to really give it a deep thought. The deep thought and then only then I understood the history of the Bangsamoro people and only then I heard about the Jabi the Massacre. Mm. And uh, how old was I then? 1998. Siguro mga 21 mm-hmm. or 20, 21. So uh, at this point you had been, you had been... Your age. I yeah. could say I'm a late bloomer. Ayun, ayun. Uh, around my age now. Yeah. But... But uh, what do you call this? You had already done sort of yung mga rally with scat fee. Yes. But it was it was more about yung mga direct consequential yes. things that yung mga In terms of policy na. implementation of the institution and because you're a student yeah. and you see that you, not only you will be affected at the time I was a working student yeah, yeah, so yeah. talagang ako, but also those who, who whose parents find yeah, it yeah. hard to send their student uh, their to children to school to afford yeah, tuition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, this was sort of, and, and and even before, the you already had like this this desire to you know prove yourself or. Yeah, at some point, yeah. When mm-hmm. when when I joined student, um, uh, in when I was in the College of Nursing, when 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 when, when I started right, yeah, writing yeah, 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 for yeah, yeah. the college publication, well, that's where I also started. I became a member, being editor in chief. I became a member of the College Editors Guild of the Philippines. But the awakening point. As yeah, to the, the Bangsamoro really struggle, changed, yeah. the thing that really changed me was when I, that day, if only I could recall that day. Like when it was? When it was. I was just crying and I said, ito lang ang simple kong nasabi, ba't ngayon ko lang narinig ang Jabida? Tapos yung luha ako talagang. Mm. So, so do you remember how it went? Was it in a classroom? Was it? it was in a classroom. Um, I think we just borrowed that classroom for the Anak Moro orientation. Mm. So what was Anak Moro? Um, um, group of young Moro who would... Uh, yung pinag-aaralan nyo kung ano yung Bangsamoro struggle, ano yung... Yung at least understanding. Yeah. Kung like, ano yung pinaglalaban. Yung history. Yung yes. Man. Kasi hindi lahat alam. Yun nga. Graduate ka na lahat I think sa college true. and then hindi mo pala alam yun because you don't encounter that in the history of the Philippines. Feeling ko you, you can still apply that statement to now. Probably. Probably. I, I feel like. At Par- least, probably. At least sa, sa experience. Pero ang sa akin kasi, alam ko may batas ng lumabas eh. Kasi one of the advocacies of Amin, especially during the time of her ama as representative, was the moral history inclusion in the curriculum of uh, of public institutions mm, specifically specifically in in like moro areas or or no in the entire country area. nationally at alam ko batas na siya oh really yeah. since when um hindi na si ama mo nakapagpasa alam ko for the senate si senator angara ah yeah i just can't recall the republic for mm-hmm. that 
I guess shout out sa Natarangara. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, but, but thank you pa rin kay Ama mo. Kasi he started this yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's gotten an, enough shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> dami ng interview. Dami ng shout outs doon eh. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, so, so, so you came in what were you expecting before? I was a Burgess then. Pwede kong i-describe yung sarili kong ganun. Burgess, yeah. After nun, talagang no more makeup, not even lipstick. Lately na lang ako gumagamit ulit ng lipstick. Kaya for mga nga, for my colleagues now in Congress, kung hindi niyo pa ako nakikitang nag-makeup, dahil talagang, it's I don't know, it was a personal conviction na parang right there. And then parang, yeah, what, why did struggle. Yeah. Yeah, yung feeling lang na, dapat lagi kang handa. Hindi mo kinilangan, mayroong kang, kolorete sa mukha mo mm-hmm. anytime pag kinailangan mong lumaban para sa bangsa mo para sa identity mo doon ko naiintindihan mm-hmm. na all this time it was not just because of my faith but it because because of my identity sa moro kaya siguro ako naging ang ang mali lang is siguro naging super na Maybe. but na, often na, ganun naman diba ano, once if it's like parang defensive first, yeah. ka at yeah, 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 yeah. saka yeah it it was more because if it's a story of just being Muslim, it's something that a lot of people can relate to yeah. all over the world. Yeah. But at the same time, it can be a bit general then. Pero yung itong history, itong culture specific to this identity, yeah. you started to then, identify with it more. Yes, and you know what? Before I don't consider ex. Uh, I this early I am apologizing to my Maranao side. Yeah. When I am asked before. Kung anong tribo ko, I always answer Tausug. Tausug. It was only after that orientation that I am proud to say you I am a Maranao. That other half and of a Tausug. Yeah. That's when I embraced the other half. That, that of you me. were Maranao and Tausug, and and that's like it it worked. Like it's it cohesive. Worked. Because it complete for me it completed my me. Eh. You didn't have to choose. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, because I embraced that I am Maranao, and I am Tausug by blood, by blood, and by heritage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so it was. Ayun nga, like, uh, it's not binary na. na hindi parang, na, hindi na. Parang, parang kumbaga, uh, if I embrace my being Maranao in Tausu, you have, yeah. I am embracing my Moro identity as a whole. Yeah. And it makes who I am. Yeah. Yun yun, kuya. I think, yeah. I, yun yung awakening moment ko. And I always, kaya nga sabi ko pag tinatunaw ko ng mga tao, I always consider your parents and like, Shout out na naman. It's <laughs> my second parent. Uh-uh. My mother gave birth to me. It was your ina who gave my second birth. Yeah. Who, who gave you And this? I thank you guys. Oh, well, them. I mean, I, I, I wasn't born yet. I think at the time. Wala akong... But when I started working for your ama, when he became representative of Anak Mindanao, yeah. I am siguro the chief of staff who reports to office. Kung ano yung ponytail ko sa umaga, yun na yun. Wala akong lipstick. I just put powder, syempre, para hindi masyadong oily. Yeah, yeah. Pero talaga akala mo, lalaki ako na pumapasok sa kongreso as chief what? of staff na isa sa mga pinaka-aktibong kongresistang moro yeah. at that time. So, so ayun, that was, this was the jump na after? Yeah. Uh, Pero bahagi siya eh. Bahagi siya ng mga awakening moments ko. No, yeah. Uh, that was when you ano, really became conscious of your Moro identity. Yes, na parang kinilangan kong maging simple dahil yung struggle patuloy pa rin at that time. Mm. Yung recurrence ng gera sa Mindanao, yun na lang ang palaging tinatayuan. 
ni boss. Mm-hmm. So, bilang kanyang chirosa pa that time. So, the awakening continued until uh, I joined him as this chirosa in Congress. Yeah. So, you want to go straight to that part na? Where where they invited you to become his chief of staff? Or do you want to cover anything else from that time? Pwede. Or, siguro, uh, tignan natin, um, nung, when they invited me to help me out in my studies at the College of Law, to join an institution which is also serving this, uh, um, implementing the social justice, one of the social justice programs of the government, which is the Department of Agrarian Reform. Mm-hmm. So, another awakening ni naman yun, yung status ng ating mga farmers. Mm-hmm. But kung you, paano you saw sila this... Pina, pinagsisilbihan. Yeah. Nakita ko na initially, kung baga meron ka ng, it may not be an in-depth uh, perspective of the status of our farmers but in it, the country. But it, it did start an awareness. Right? Yeah, it did start an awareness. Na the rural poverty, sa, kahit lalo na sa region natin sa Barm, is ganun talaga kataas. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the case now for it? It's still high. We're still the poorest region, and Lano Dulcer, I think, is still the poorest province in the country. Mm. A sad thing, but something that we all have to accept as a reality. No, I think it and needs to be acknowledged. And for us to come together, of yeah. course. And I just don't know if what happened in the Marawi Sage is also an addition yeah. to what I experienced. Like, okay. So, so my first government service was still in 1998. Mm-hmm. I joined the Department of Agrarian Reform through the intercession of your ama and ina pa rin. Shout out na naman. Pag-ilan na, dapat may thinking tayo dito eh. Yes. So, I I started from, I started as a human resource management aide. That's a salary grade 4 mm-hmm. in government service. But What's I was a salary grade 4? Uh, ang yung salary niya is mababa lang. Oh. Um, ang pinaka-lowest sa government is salary grade 1. And the highest is that of the president which is salary grade 33. So imagine mo, salary grade 4. I, I was designated as executive assistant of the provincial agrarian reform officer then. Who is still the provincial agrarian reform officer now? Oh. Yeah, when I finished Are my... Are you going to drop names or Dina? Dina. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, he was the... I don't know kung siya pa rin ngayon. Um, but up until recently, siya pa rin yun. Up until I was... Uh, up until your ama was still the the head of ARMM. He yeah. was. Okay. I don't know under this new okay. political entity. Yeah. Um, I served... When I finished my law studies in 2002 I was assigned now in the regional office of DAR in Zamboanga City and held the position as legal officer one yeah on a contractual basis until I took the bar in 2003 July 28 2003 your amat took uh, office as representative of Amin then after I took the bar in November he Actually, initial, ang sinabi ko sa kanya, pwede dito na lang ako sa'yo. And then he said, pwede ba? Wait, this was the first time you took the bar? The, the first time I took the, the bar. The one where you failed? Yeah. yeah. The, uh, and it, it was like, you were in emotional yeah, turmoil yeah, at that time. Yeah. yeah. So, I asked boss if I could possibly work for him na lang. 
Sabi niya, pwede ba daw? So, dinitail ako sa kanya and I function as his private secretary. Uh, This was what year? November 2003. Oh, 2003. Then, July, on his second term, he took me in as his chief of staff. Ang tanong pa sa akin ni Ama mo din, kaya mo ba yung ginagawa ni Manong Al? Manong Al kasi was the one functioning as chief of staff niya. Who's Manong Al? Al? Uh, Salga a former staff sa Batasan Pambansa that was taken in by your ama to help him out kasi first term niya at that time ng 2003. I said, pwedeng pag-aralan. So, he took me in as his chief of staff. So and, and that's where it all started. I worked in Congress for seven years. As the chief of staff? As chief of staff. For your ama, I served until June 30, 2010. And then, Uh, July 1, 2010, I served as chief of staff of the lone dis- the first district of Sulu, Representative uh, Kong Tupay Loong. Loong? Yes, from um, July 2010 to March is 2011. This, is this individual somehow related to, ano, to Don Loong? Yeah, uh, kapatid ng father niya. Ah, okay. Um, uh, I served until March 2010. When I was serving as chief of staff of Kong Tupay Loong, doon pinag-usapan, he was chair of the Committee on Muslim Affairs, doon pinag-usapan yung batas that reformed ARMN. Reformed how? Reformed in the sense that um, Pinoy then appointed a caretaker to reform the armed mm. government and that's where your ama was uh, appointed as caretaker ah okay uh, oic as yeah. oic but yes. but uh, before that how was it yung adjustment working as as ano siguro jumping from personal secretary bayon to becoming chief of staff in congress mahirap siguro <laughs> kumbaga kayabangan lang yun yung sinabi ko sa kanya <laughs> pag-aralan <laughs> at least ngayon nalaman na niya <laughs> kayabangan talaga yun oh. Although it was it was a bluff. You would you want me to tell you nung na-detail ako sa kanya ano ang first na pinagawa sa akin trabaho ng ama mo? Yeah, what? May sinabi siya. Pakitawagan si director, I'll not say the surname. Director ano? Tawagan mo sa akin, Ami. Sino 'yun? Wala pa talaga <laughs> orientation dito. <laughs> Wala bang magsasabi sa akin sino si director? Sino bang palaging tinatawagan niya? Wala bang magbi-brief sa akin? Pero hindi ko na dinare tanungin si Manong Al Salga din na, sino ba yun? So what did you do? I asked lang Manong Al, sino yun? Sabi niya, hanapin niyo dyan. So hanggang sa ginawa ko, kung ano yung sinabi niyang directory na hanapin ko yung taong yun, kulang na lang i-memorize ko yun. Mm-hmm. What I did, lahat ng directory, kahit saan ako pumunta, kahit on a Sunday, bit-bit ko yun, kahit sa loob ng bahay. Para if you're a ma- would ask me something, andun lang. Mm-mm. I can call the pe- the person. Mm-mm. So, um, mahalaga kasing pakikisame. And among congressional staff, nakipagkaibigan ka. I was mm-hmm. blessed to have met uh, people who became friends, who until now are my lifelong friends, and helping friends me, lifelong friends. And then, had somehow a good relationship with some of the members of the Secretariat na hanggang ngayon ay nandiyan Mm. So, may laking tulong yung network building within. Yeah, that directory must have helped din talaga. Yeah, yeah. Agad parang yeah, yeah. mahanap mo. Okay. 
And anything else for that adjustment? Ng, you know, so that means you moved here. On then, the technical aspect, yeah. kasi iba yung paggagawa ng mga decisions or resolutions when I was in agrarian reform. Iba siya when you draft legislative measures like bills and resolutions. You know what I did? What did you Kaya bangan nga. Eh. <laughs> I, I got copies of bills and resolutions that were filed before. I encoded that. So when your ama asked me to do that, easy for me. Not because I'm plagiarizing anything, but you it can gave see the me format. the template. Yeah, the format yes. for doing them. And then, lahat ng communications na nilalabas ko, kasi I learned one rule eh. When he requested communication, dapat in two minutes, dapat tapos ka na. So, it's not na nagka-cut and paste ka, pero pag meron ka ng ready na templated na communications, it's easier yeah. on the technical aspect. Medyo ang madugo lang na trabaho is research. Yeah. yeah. And then, kung meron kang boss na madali niyang makita kung may mali, or kulang sa research mo. Someone like pinakamahirap. Someone like uh, Mujib Hatamin. Yeah, shout out Very, again. Yeah. Yung tanungin mo na lang si Ina mo. Tinanong mo ba si Ina mo kung gaano karaming beses magi-edit ng speeches niya? Mm. No comment. Mm. But but the research it was very research intensive. Of course, if you're making new debate yeah, and then resolutions, yung consultants niya, syempre, you handle the consultants. So part ng trabaho mo bilang chief of staff is to ensure that all the researches that he's asking, it's not just you who's doing that. You also have to seek guidance from, let's say, lawyers. Yeah. That yung ano like uh, good authority figures when it comes to that specific topic. Yes. Yes. Because all encompassing yes, yun, being yes, uh, working yes. in Congress. Kasi it might not necessarily be yung parang mga, mga forte mo. Yes. That's why you have to defer it yes, to yes. good research. Yes. Yeah. I mean, ideally, that's what would happen. <laughs> All policy-making naman talaga Pero should be research. Pero most of ano? the time, siya pa rin talaga magbibigay ng kumpas. Mm-hmm. Parang you come up with the research, he would tell you, dapat kinontak niyo si ganito, kinontak niyo ba si ganito, dapat mm-hmm. pumunta kayo dito. So... Natapos na lang ang debates, let's say, of a particular measure. Hindi ka pa rin natatapos sa research mo. Mm-hmm. Ang importante is yung makita mo na andun siya actively participating. Mm-hmm. So, ganun. Uh, did that also meant, did you move here to Manila? Yeah, I was forced to move here to Manila. Hindi kayang mag-fastcraft lang na everyday. <laughs> hindi kaya. Hindi na siya, <laughs> hindi hindi na. Na siya katulad. I have to bring Ryan here. Kaya my my son have to stop one school year. Kasi yung transfer niya papunta dito yung adjustments. Mm, it took a while. It took a while. Uh, so inabutan siya ng K-12 kaya naging mm, yun. Mm, Isa yun mm. sa mga naging adjustments. And 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 what was that ano? Uh, you had experience moving before, but you were much younger and you weren't yeah. in charge. But this yeah. time it was really you who were the catalyst. Who was the catalyst? So uh, what was it like suddenly going and moving? Manila. Mahirap. Kasi doon yung way of life, yung standard of living is quite um, um, pwedeng manageable. Yeah. Here kasi hirap eh. Really? Even if you're earning let's say 40,000 or 60,000 a month, that will not be enough kasi rental mo palang sinitrahan mo magkano na. Yeah. Things are more expensive over Yeah, here. it's very expensive here. So, Medyo mahirap and then nagpapaaral ka and at the time um, I was also contributing sa pag-aaral ng kapatid ko yung bunso na yun, yun. Diba? Yun. 
I was just blessed. I have your Ati Pinang helping me out. Not on the financial side, but in managing our family. I mean, mm -hmm. household, the household. household. Yes, Kasi that's it. Being chief of staff entailed that yeah. you would, you know, you would and, be and, outside and the house. And she was with me, helping me out then, and helping the office. Mm -hmm. Malaki ang tinutulong din niya at that time. Yeah. Grabe rin. Okay, so to continue. Um, so you were serving as chief of, chief of staff for eight years? How long? Almost eight years. Almost eight years. And then I was asked if sabi ni mo if I could join him sa NCMF to be her deputy executive director. Mm. Uh, so I submitted my papers to the office of the president. While waiting, I I accepted to be consultant at the office of the presidential advisor on peace process for two OPAP, months. Yeah. Yes, OPAP. While from, you were waiting. Yeah. While waiting. So I was consultant there from April to May because June I received my appointment as deputy first deputy executive director of the National Commission on Muslim Philippines. I don't know if I was the first, mm -hmm. but, but that's how yeah. I see it. Uh, but but how was it working for OPAP for that few months? Uh, you have terms of reference, and at that time I was working as a technical staff for the Pamana program. Hindi din masyado kasi the task given to me by OPAP then kasi nagsisimula palang NCMF is to help in drafting their um, IRR. IRR? Yeah, implementing rules and regulations ah, okay, yeah. of the law that created NCMF. And of course, in coming up with the NOSCA, the plantilla positions for, for the office. Mm. So I so was essentially with setting up as my executive director. Setting up how it would be organized. Yes. As an, wait, wait, kayo yung una? Ano? Your Ina was the first executive director. What? That's how I understand May, it. Did, I, she did, she, did she tell no? you? Or you should have well, asked no, her. I mean, maybe, I don't remember, but I mean... She's part of history because she's the first. Really? Yeah. No, I, I had thought NCMF, or at least yung current iteration. NCMF was created, I think, was was uh, created in the year 2010. Before what Ina. was it? Ina was sat it? 2010, when Pinoy sat as president. But what, what was the NCMF? Uh, before that, there, Office there was of Muslim Affairs. Ayon, yon, yon, yon. So, so the modern, you know, the, the current yeah, the new, the current institution that looks after the welfare of the Muslim Filipinos. The first executive director, if I'm not mistaken, appointed okay by the president, happens to be your mother. Wow. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I'll have to double check. But, wow. Okay. if my memory serves me. But right. nevertheless, so you were is. one of the really early ones. Yeah, her, her assistant, yeah, deputy yeah, executive yeah, yeah. director. Okay. It was your Ina who, uh, who prepared the internal rules for the executive committee of the NCMF when he was serving as executive director. Mm. We worked on that. And then, of course, she was uh, the member of the screening committee to in choosing the yeah. bureau directors for NCMF, the first bureau directors of NCMF. So, so you were taking more and more in, of an active role for Muslim Filipinos? Yes, at the time. Yeah. Until your ama was appointed as caretaker of Autonomous Region Muslim Mindanao. Mm. That so was in December 2011. Yeah. But, but I mean, how, how, did, how did it feel for you to like to, to be doing this kind of work was it more for fulfilling it was very fulfilling because um like what i told you kanina 
um, in the position that I'm holding right now, it is serving the entire country. Yeah. It is different when you serve the very constituency that you feel that you have an obligation to serve. Yeah, yeah. Or and at least the, the ones that you're, you're supposed oh, yeah. to represent. Yes. And the very and the very people that you are supposed to represent, you talaga yung pinagsisilbihan. Yeah. So working... Diba yung fulfillment? Yeah. That was what? With NCMF? With, um, with NCMF, uh, with ARMM. That's why I'm saying, I think the best public service experience I had uh, with all due respect to the post that I'm holding right now is those days that I served our mm -hmm. farmers in ARMM when I was given that opportunity and honor to head the Department of Agrarian, Agrarian Reform, Reform yeah. in ARMM. Well, I, I could, you know, you, you could definitely say best or at least mo most enjoyable, siguro. Uh, the most fulfilling. Fulfilling, most, most parang... Yung kahit gaano kahirap, I, yeah. I received no, like, like death threats nung time na yun. Your ama knows about it. Yeah. Uh, umabot ako sa puntos na pag, pag uh, kumakita kita, pasasabugin kong ulo mo. I don't know if nasabi ko mm. to sa inam. I received those threats. This was when you were working in CMF? No, in ARMM. ARMM. Pero ah. fulfilling pa rin. Kung tutuusin, dapat ma mapigilan ka ng magtrabaho kasi napaka-stressful yung ganun. Parang mas lumakas loob mas mo. Mas lumakas yung loob mo. Kasi ibig sabihin, you're doing something. You're doing something, you're changing. To things. affect them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ayun. Okay, so, so NCMF. Do you have any, like, siguro memories, like, hard-hitting ones or or ones that you really recall as being memorable? Siyempre, yung, yung late-night meeting. Kung workaholic ang ama mo, Ganun din ang ina mo. Mas yeah. matindi siya. Kasi workaholic, uh, imagine na, implementing rules and regulation ang pinafinalize namin at the time. We were given a draft, we finalized that. Um, overnight? Not just overnight, siguro mga three to two nights, yeah. finalizing it. And then another few days for the NOSCA, the positions. And then ensuring process in when we conduct the executive committee meeting coming up with internal rules. I think it, it is something new also for institutions, for Muslims such as that, such as the NCMF at the time, to mm -hmm. really have that kind of rules being followed. And then mm -hmm. there were a lot of programs that she initiated that somehow I was so uh, proud of. Kasi, yeah. Kasi, mm -hmm. although later na ako pumasok, Wait lang ah. Alright, I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Please yes, continue. so I... W working stayed, at NCMF. Yeah, I stayed in NCMF until January 15, yeah. 2012 uh, before I officially joined ARMM to be of service to the Bangsamoro people. Yeah, yeah. So, medyo yung adjustment um, hindi ganun nakahirap kasi you already came from an institution that is directly serving the Muslim Filipinos. Now you're going to the very region, serving the very region, the region which is itself, predominantly no. Muslim yeah, yeah, yeah. dominated. Yeah, predominantly Muslim. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, too much of a leap, but it was a change in yung involvement, siguro, in yung mismo ano. As, no, it, it was too much of a leap in terms of involvement. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not much in terms of um like what the actual work is yes what the actual work is yeah and but somehow you've come to adjust 
to the fact that you are serving a diverse community considering that considering we, uh, we belong to different ethno-linguistic groups. And furthermore, it's not as if ARM is only uh, populated by Muslims. Yes, diba? we have, have non-Moro IPs there, we have the settler communities mm -hmm. also there. All of which there. still yes. very much count as part yes. of the populace. Yes. Uh, your jurisdiction, kumbaga. Yes. There's still yes. the people you take care of. Yes. So, ayun naman. Uh, leading up to before that, how, how was it when you got that, ano, that appointment? I was afraid. Really? I was really afraid. Walang ano, uh, when I was... pag-aralan lang, walang ganun. <laughs> oh, yung... yung <laughs> <laughs> Hindi ko alam kung I was really afraid. Um, kasi hindi ako pwede mong literal na sabihin na I may be a Maranao and Tausug. But I grew up in Sambuanga. Yeah, that's, that's another Okay, that's thing. one factor. Second, I may have seen the um, the consequences of conflict. Because but you never fought. We receive yeah. every year visitors from Sulu when they are affected. But uh, I didn't see yung front being frontline yeah, yeah. in the you, conflict You weren't itself. in the middle of it. Actually. Yeah, in yeah. the middle of it. And then now you're going to serve in the very region which is which was a political entity which was created out of the uh, final peace agreement yeah. between the government and the modern national liberation front medyo andun yung um imposter syndrome maybe yeah like yung um, yung imposter syndrome na parang baka sabihin sino ba kayo di ba yeah, yeah, yung mga ganun yeah and 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 if you look at it naman uh yung ano niyo for during that NCMF nga di ba you would receive people you would ano so yes. it, it it's sort of like a like a supplementary thing ng ano yung role ba mas broader kasi yung yeah. trabaho sa ARMM. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I was I mean, provided yeah, it was easy a to like cater it. Eh, yes, uh, yes. When you were at NCMF. Yes, then, yes. Suddenly, what you do in ARM could actually cause yung mga ano, the people that would end up yes. to go at to NCMF to ask for help. Kasi yes. it was a failure of what the government. Yes. Yung mga ganun. So it's suddenly a lot more power. A lot more, ano, which is scary. A lot more responsibility. Very, very scary because of also because of the power attached to the appointments that you receive. Ayun, precisely then. And the authorities that you receive. Yeah, because because when <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought I ko tole si Spider Man. <laughs> I don't want to say that statement. Yung great power, great responsibility. With great power comes oh great responsibility. God. Actually, isa yan sa mga dapat na mantra mo when you serve in ARMM. <laughs> that for every authority that you receive, you have to bear in mind that you have a responsibility. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like I quoted Spider-Man. I can't believe but it. But it's true. <laughs> but it is. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's, it, it is, it's an important aspect of power. So, if anything, it was a good sign naman that you were terrified. Because it, it, it meant, I guess, that, that you, you understood. Not just, not just that the, uh, I was not just terrified, Kuya, dahil doon sa responsibilities. Yeah. I was also terrified because I will now be serving the people that makes me who I am. Ayan. The identity the, that the I'm bringing with it. The, the stakes, stakes yes. And then at the, end, at the end of the day, you'll become part of the history of the Whatever region. you do, written na siya. It's written. Yeah. So, 
through there's that then, diba? Uh, if when you were younger, though you didn't know it, yeah. you had been always fighting, yeah, this is what Moro is, yes. this is what we are. But at the time, I was thinking, this is my yeah, religion. Yeah, this was, yeah, this yeah, yeah, this but at the time, right? Yeah. But you didn't know. But generally, ganun yung identity, ba? Yes. Uh, if you were, if when you were younger, ganyan, you were fighting for this, and then you NCMF, you were catering for them. Yes. But now in the you know the power where you get to dictate things and you get to. Ano, mm, that's the nice thing about the the administration at the time. Yeah. Where I worked with in ARMM. Yeah. Um, it was more participatory. Yeah, that's the kind of governance that we ensured at the time was participatory. So it was necessarily yeah. There's yeah, a yeah, clear yeah. directive that we have to go down to the people, listen to them, know their needs, get what they want. It yes, is still and ask them how they could possibly address their problems and then see where the government could come in. It's still very democratic and very sense. democratic. Yes. Very democratic. Nevertheless, to act as that pivot, that yung yung ano ba, middleman between what the people want and what ends up happening that's still a lot of pressure that 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 is a lot of pressure because mm. it's how you possibly translate the the, the you, it could be the difference it, eh. and how you translate and how you could possibly relay that and come up with programs and policies for them for, for them. the people yes yeah, in order to not let them yes down. not let so them so siguro ayun with with the whole ano ba with the whole power, or why Siguro it was scary. Ayun nga. Not only that, there were personal stakes for you then. Because yes. if you held this to so much pride, yung pagiging ano, and then now you're serving them talaga, like directly. Like you said, diba, it was participatory. What does it mean if you fail? Diba? Like, what does it mean if. if diba? It's it scary. Was, Kahit ako, <laughs> failing, uh, failing, failing at that time, Kuya, would mean failing myself. And I, think I don't so. know the level of depression that probably. Me as a person would yeah. would 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 feel, yeah. um, because it's it that's it. it, it it's it's the stage. Especially when I got the chance to lead the Department of Agrarian Reform, and yeah. we're talking of farmers here, and we're talking of sixty-six thousand farmers. These are real lives. Yes, it, we're talking of real lives. We're talking of one hundred three agrarian reform communities. So we're dealing with lives, and then these people are living uh, within or below the poverty line. And they composes much of the statistic uh, or percentage of those uh, composing the rural poverty sector. Mm. And they have they have the such region. such an integral job. Yes, then. yes, yes. Diba? It's 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 kind of hard to remember. Siguro, when you do eat something, yes. you know, it's not like it just showed up. That's why when I was serving them, the first thing that we did was to ensure that the employees the personal complements of the Department of Agrarian Reform in ARMM uh, had a transformational also training. Transformational in the sense that we inculcated in them the idea that you will not be having food on the table in your household if not for these farmers. So for as long as you These love were the actual work, public yeah, servants. Yes, yes, the actual really public servants. To really work hard for these people because they are the very reason why we are able to bring our are, we are able to send our children to school. Yeah, we are able to feed our family, yeah, yeah. provide them what they need. So you have to, to serve them with, with not just with, um, ano lang yung available na program, but really looking at their welfare and really making a dent. Yeah, if, to make it the priority. Yes, and to make it the priority in their in their day-to-day -day life because they they are workers of the government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But th this was something that was, you know, right? Sort of on the entire scale of arm, this whole 
yes. recalibration of yes. how the of what the priorities are of, yes. of, of essentially a reminder of who public uh, officials are serving yes and um, who they uh, who uh, their oath of office as public officials and then the people that they serve and mm. what are the expectations of the people it wasn't just in your department yes not just in the department that i serve although when i say that um, it was really an honor for me to serve the farmers kasi sila talaga yung lowly situated ah, yeah. Yeah. na sector natin so yun so, in a, in a, ano man talaga sila. yeah uh -uh. We came up with clear programs based on the consultations that we conducted. We we conducted the first regional agrarian reform beneficiary congress mm -hmm. in the entire around 20 years of uh, ALMM. I think it was the first time that we Might had. have been the first. Yeah. yeah. So 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 you were doing that kind of work. What else was it like? How how else was it like working in ARM? I mean any other like uh, when I was working in ARMM you you also get the chance to deal with your counterparts in the national government mm. dun ko na naman na, dun ko na naman na, nakita yung ugali ko na yung ano bang tawag nyo I don't know is it defending or pushing the, the, the kind of confrontational personality na um, because they have a different impression of ARMM mm. Ayun, yeah. So how that the funded they're providing funding for agrarian reform because, programs. Because prior to that, yeah. right, ARM hasn't hadn't necessarily been doing well. well. With all due respect to to with all yes. despite yeah. any possible best efforts, yes. it that wasn't was provided working. then. Yeah. Yes. That that's why it necessitated the this yes. whole rejuvenation of, yes. what, of what And the I services. learned that they're providing funds to ARMM but they are not assessing ARMM how they are spending those funds there wasn't uh auditing like proper auditing. there was no um evaluation because mm. they respect the autonomy that was provided mm. to armm so it was during our time that we really worked with them and told them that okay we have this autonomy and we thank you for providing us with funds for agrarian reform programs but we dare you now and we challenge you to assess us. Assess and up. I, as the head now, will participate in all your assessment for third level officials. Mm. Participate in what capacity? As the head of the Department of Agrarian Reform. So you'd also and when I face the Department of Agrarian Reform Central Office. Mm. So, it, so it, it, it I participated in their assessment of all from the foreign assisted projects that they have with ARMM their nationally funded projects with ARMM, I made it a point that I'm there. Yeah. Now they evaluate us, they assess us in terms of the physical accomplishment that we have done and how we spend the money that they are providing us. So essentially you were, you were saying this is, what do you call this? Yeah, what? like I, I dare you. you yeah, know, uh, yeah. Check with it because things are going to be yes, different. Yes, because that's our way of putting, uh, making them realize that we the governance that we are adhering to is basically a transparent and a Nothing unaccountable to hide. one. Nothing, Nothing to, hide. to hide. Yes. Nothing to yes. hide. So, ah, okay. So it was other than just a policy making method or, or in, in, in the aspect of policy making, it was also a cultural thing. Na yes. It was a change cultural in the thing. culture Ch of public service. Yes, and actually changing. That's why when I, I came in as the head of DAR, uh, I created a team, not a team from outside that I brought with me, 
but a team from within I got technical people yung mga magagaling sa department and who I think have that same um, view and perspective to really help the agrarian reform beneficiaries or their communities or partners and to change the public impression you were able you to make sure to surround yourself with yes, people that are that matters a lot kuya the people that you surround yeah i think so mm, and this was again on the scale of the entire farm at least uh, and i think it was done also in all other agencies in ARM yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was that you know, talaga. yes it was a sort of entirely uh, ano ba? not naman rebranding Siguro like a return to it form. was kind of rebranding because say? even in our in, in our agency in our arm we came up with three words that will define what we're going to do from 2015 onwards probably 2015 to 2016 we said we're going to redeem ourselves from the public impression to include how our central office or the national government view us and then we are to re-engineer all our policies and programs to fit to the needs yeah. of the farmers and then um, revitalize the Department of Agrarian Reform as an, a reform institution so that's which really caters to the needs of redeem, its clientele. Redeem, re-engineer, revitalize. Yep. Yun ang naging three words that became our uh, guiding. Uh, like your core values. The core values. Or, or core priorities, goals ng ano, department. Core vision, core vision. Of, the, of the institution. The common north of the workers then at the Department of Federal yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and And how was it? How was it like? Did it change much? Did it? It uh, did. It did. And I am happy that I think they're continuing somehow that's some good. part of it and, until and now. Did you somehow, you know, come face to face with the farmers that you had? I did. Because we conducted five agrarian reform uh, partners, uh, no, agrarian reform beneficiary provincial conferences, and we had the first agrarian reform beneficiary congress, or we can call it the farmers congress for mm. beneficiaries of agrarian. And these were farmers from all over. All over the region. the region. So you had people from. I Sundu? went around. Yes, I went around. I made it a point that quarterly I get to visit all provinces and meet the farmers. That's great. There. Yeah, that's weird. And and how were they during that time? Well, um, our farmers then were living really their lives within or under the poverty line, and yeah. kinikita nila is really out of subsistence farming, just for the sake that they could survive. And I just hope that something could be done. So just subsist. That's just farming for farming. their own selves. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yung sabihin man na day to day na pagkain. Yeah, they could engage in entrepreneurial. Medyo and mahira. isang tuka. Pa umabot don. Isang, isang kahig. Isang, isang kahig. Tuka. Isang tuka. So ganon talaga. Krabe. So it uh, yeah, it must have been very fulfilling too. It was. It was. I left the institution, leaving behind a development plan for around 85 agrarian reform communities. The total project cost for that is uh, around 8.5 billion. When I got the chance to to sit in Congress now, and we went, I was invited to join the team of Speaker GMA in the 17th Congress. I brought that plan with me. The the development yeah, plan. Development plan. Mm. That's cool. Yes. But other things that happened in ARM, 
Mm, oh, there were a lot of stuff that happened. One thing that we, we, we saw as concern at the time is, and even now I think we are, uh, even in other, uh, even here in the national government, yeah. there seems to be a disconnect between the programs of the government and the people they serve. Mm. Disconnect in the sense that the people that should be, bene should be the the beneficiaries, yes, beneficiaries of this program are not even aware of these programs. Yeah. So one of the things that we try to address is to come up with a strategic communication plan. How are we going to a communicate? A way to cut through all that yes, bureaucracy to be able to cut through. Yes, our intention is to bring our people closer to their government and make them feel that their government is always with them. They have a direct line. And they have a direct line. Yeah. So that's what we did. We came up with stories of successful successful stories, what, which we called Kwentong Agrario at that time. Um, successful stories of agrarian reform, beneficiaries or the farmers themselves and communities yeah. that could possibly be replicated in other communities or in uh, in the lives of other farmers. Mm -hmm. Na baka ehemplo. Then we released uh, by annual. Yeah. Uh, publications mm -hmm. by annual publications that, uh, that we give out not just to institutions of government but also to our farmers yeah so and we, we ensured uh, transparency through our website we ensure that it is regularly updated we even went to the point of coming up with a map and all the details of every agrarian and reform community and its profile can be for the searchers, they could glean it from the website itself. Mm. Yes. And how was it to be able to sort of work in that cabinet? Uh, it's not like the... It was a competitive institution because of everyone was... Yun lang nakakatawa kasi you became part of a team where everyone really wanted to make a difference. Mm. In and it became very competitive as and a result. Yes. At, as a result of that, because there's that desire to really do something for the people, um, it became very, very competitive. Mm. We have the GISA, which is a quarterly uh, evaluation of how we perform as head of the different institutions that we serve. And pang grill talaga yan. Ah, sobra. It was very grill. Yeah, sobra. Kami sa Department of Agrarian Reform, siguro intimidating na sa sa panel because we bring with us books so every province they bring with them books so i have five books plus the one from the regional you, you office had, so you had the data books. to support yes you know? data to support even when i left the institution i left behind a transition plan mm -hmm. included there is of course the the one i told you the yeah, yeah. program it's a development plan who, who is who is part of this this uh in yung pag-aassess who, who well, the ones when you have the, the it's headed by the regional governor together with the executive secretary, the regional chief of staff, the regional cabinet secretary, uh, the head, the executive director of the regional planning and development office, which is RPDO, and uh, the head of the regional finance and the regional budget management office, and of course the regional treasurer. The head, the regional treasurer of so, so ARMN. It, 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 it was uh, marked by this kind of always double checking. Yes, and ensuring. Yes. Mm. And they're not just looking at funds that is provided under the budget cover of ARM. When I say budget cover, that when you look at the General Appropriations Act yearly, they're not just looking how the funds 
under the budget cover of ARMM is being spent by every institution, but also they're looking at. I, I became part of the GISA team before I headed the Department of Agrarian Reform because I served first as Regional Chief, uh, Chief of Staff before I headed the Department of Agrarian Reform. Mm. Yes. Okay. That's cool, huh? Medyo cheating? No joke. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have ideas already because yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. work with these members of the panel. So somehow you have idea how they would be Throwing questions, iba, alam mo na yung kiliti nila. Shout yeah. out po sa mga kasama ko at that time. Yeah. <laughs> kina E.S. Liza, alam niya, kina Chief Ras. <laughs> <laughs> But it, how, how was that experience working with these people? Working with, yun yung sina ama, sina ano. How was it? To me, it was the best, like I said kanina. To me, it was the best public service experience. Most fulfilling talaga. Most fulfilling. If given the chance, siguro, hindi na pa, <laughs> para mag-sabalit <laughs> na doon. Baka hindi na kayanin ng, ng health All natin. All that ano, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yung, yung death threats and But everything. But if you could experience it all over again for the first time? I will never say no. Baka ako pa mismo no. mag-a-apply to become part of it. Yeah. Because it was really an honor. It was a pleasure. The learning experience was really awesome. Talagang pwede mong sabihin, amazing ARMM. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing. Amazing, right? That yes, amazing. That was yun yung tagline. Eh. Yes. Yeah. At naramdaman, marar- doon mo mararamdaman yung sinasabing assertion of the right to self-determination. Why? Doon mo mapapakita sa publiko, sa national, sa buong nasyon ng Pilipinas, anong ibig sabihin natin na may karapatan kaming i-self-govern ang sarili natin. Yeah. And, kaya siya naging competitive din somehow because we wanted to show that we really can self-govern ourselves. Oftentimes nga, di ba? Yeah. High-pressure environments yes, create. Yes, yes. Kasi kung if everyone was lenient lang na parang okay lang din, hindi competitive, I, I'm not sure that too much good would come out of it. Baka leniency nga, di ba? So that was the kind of, ano, you're very proud to do that kind of work. Yes, and then, you know what's nice about the team then, and being part of the team at the time, yeah. it was how they empowered us women too. Really? Yeah. Uh, sabi nila, 5% lang under the GAD, di ba, ang members. Pero marami kami, nakababaihan, who were executives in ARMM at that time. Mm. And that is what I Not just given like the stereotypical... Not, not just the stereotypical... Bookkeeping work? Yes, no. These were actual executives... Heads you have an na. executive secretary who happens to be a woman. Yeah. When I serve as regional chief of staff, I'm a woman. Yes. You have a, no, kasama pa pala ang solicitor general ha, dun sa panel. You have a solicitor general who happens to be a woman. The regional cabinet secretary is also a woman. Yeah. So, halos kababaihan ang nakapaligid at the time. You have a, of course, yung RCBW is a woman. You have the head of the Bureau of Fisheries at the time, who is also a member of the cabinet. Uh, A women. Yeah. So, yung empowerment ng kababaihan, naki- nakita mo siya dun. Nakita, nakita ko at the time. Yeah. And that happens to be one of my personal advocacies then, yung women empowerment and engagement. Yeah. It is, it is one of your core advocacies, yes? Yeah, one of my core advocacies. So, yeah. is there anything you'd like to siguro talk about about that time? Or bring up any other... Wala na. I, I think ang, ang sa akin lang, um, for every experience that you face in life, 
uh, face it with 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 ease no like matter a certain, how di a certain openness yes and then have a clear goal in life why are you there to know serve. your no no know your mission have a clearer vision yeah. have a clearer north and you share that north with the people that you work with because it is only when you know that you work with people and then you go to the same direction. Para kung kumilos kayo. May ma-achieve kayo, sabay-sabay. Kung kumilos kayo, parehas yung itutungo nyo. Yes, parehas ang takbo nyo. Yun. Hindi yung tumatakbo ka na, tapos yung pala ilang kilometro, ang layo-layo ng mga kasama nyo. And you're going different directions. Yes. And at that time, what was very difficult, we have time frame eh, to do reform and to finish it. Yeah. So there was a deadline or something? Yeah, because uh, as early as the 16th Congress, we were anticipating probably that the Bangsamoro Basic Law would be passed into law. Ayun, ayun. Yeah, diba? So hindi siya napasa. It was only in the 17th Congress na naipasa siya. Mm-mm. That's interesting. Uh, again, it, it, it's almost, I don't know, like poetic. Na parang yet again, you wanted to prove something. Yes. Yet again, you wanted to show. I, 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 I leave it up to your listeners to determine kung, um, to judge kung, siguro, we just have to determine kung uh, dapat, klaro lang kung hanggang saan ka magiging defensive at ka, saan, hanggang saan ka magiging emotionally charged, sabi yeah. mo nga, di ba? It's always like a balance. You know? yes. Always there a conscious choice. There has to be choice. a balance, yes. How, how Ipagpaumahin nyo na po kung ako ay emotionally charged yeah. <laughs> palagi. Siguro ito ay isang bagay that I also have to look at myself. Yeah, but sometimes there's also benefit to ano, yeah. having strong ano rin. Yung choosing nga yung north and then sticking with yes. it. That requires some... And bringing of course some constituency building yeah. towards the same north. Yeah. It also requires some level of emotional capability naman din. Yes. Diba? So it's, it's both things really, yes. I think. So... Yeah, so you mentioned yung ano nga, yung Bangsamoro Basic Law. Uh, it eventually became BOL, diba? Yes. Bangsamoro Organic Law. But uh, that was around the waning days now of that administration, diba? Yes. Everyone was getting ready to... To um, do transition. Yeah, to leave their post, diba? Yes, and we prepared. Uh, the institution that I serve, we have a cabinet of documents, of books, different books. To, to, to act as, over. Ah, yeah. to act as reference. Yeah, as early as the 16th Congress, uh, we in ARM were prepared for that. Uh, we were told to prepare for that. Yeah. And I was in ARMM until August 2017 before I joined Congress. Before you joined so Congress. So if there's anything that I wanted possibly in closing to say, it is, it was really the best part. I could even say that in my 44 years, it was the on best this earth. <laughs> yeah, on this earth. My life in ARMM would be the um, the best five years of my it's, life. It's, it's like the high school. <laughs> yeah. If I had a high school life that is so beautiful, so fruitful. It would be ARMM. <laughs> ARMM is the best in terms of my career. <laughs> in terms of my days in public service. Ayun, it's your my high years school in public life. service. It's, it's my high, high school, school life. Oh, that's, that's great. It, it made me stronger as I, a person. I think I found the title no, for this episode. <laughs> okay. So, so yeah, ayun. Uh, after that, no, it was, how was it uh, stepping down finally? And, and, and I was bargaining to your mom. You were what? I bargained to mom. You bargained? Because <laughs> as early as September of 2016, she was ready to step down. 
um, I said, siguro mas maganda kung isang taon. Then I took the SESWI December, I passed. The what? The Career Executive Service Written Exam. Alhamdulillah, when I took it, I passed. So I, I asked from the party if I may be allowed to stay until um, I, I am able to get my SES eligibility while I'm working in ARMM. Uh, so I, I took the assessment center, Alhamdulillah, I passed. So I have two more stages, which is validation and the final interview. Yeah. Then came Malawi Siege in Ayan. May 2017. So, takot na. Yeah. Pumunta ng Cotabato. Hindi na ako na-validate. So, wala na, wala nang maging reason. So, August, I have to step down to prepare for my stint so, so in by Congress. So, by the time the Marawi siege had happened, you weren't in your post anymore? As I am. I am still. still. I stayed until still. August. Wow. I left the institution aside from the program for the enhancement of agriculture, uh, program for the enhancement of agriculture towards community empowerment, which is an 8.5 billion community development plan for 85 agrarian reform communities. I also initially prepared the uh, plan of service to the people of Marawi, particularly for the Malimuno Dulay agrarian reform community mm -hmm. situated so in Malawi. So you, you, you ended up still taking, taking an yes. active role in it. Yes. Even even from from a department that supposedly like uh, as as detached from that as as agrarian reform, the right? Yes. Uh, but it was all hands on deck during that time. Yes. Essentially. Well, when you serve ARMM, I suggest those serving in ARMM they need to be micro and macro managers at the same time. Ayun. And the only way to do micromanagement is to listen. Yeah. Engage the people you serve in all your major decisions. It's being able to sort of uh, relate to in so constituents like that one singular farmer. Yes. But yes. then at the same time catering to so many uh, how many are, are we talking about? We're talking of sixty six thousand agrarian reform farmers. Ayun. So you imagine if you could serve them, okay, there there are millions living in ARMM say 3.2 or 4M and you are we're talking of 66,000 agrarian mm. reform partners ang laki na nun if you could make a difference in the lives of these people ang laking leap na nun sa rural poverty yeah. index mo yeah. diba? so and, uh, and assuming that this this somehow creates a ano ba yung butterfly effect nga yes uh, where and they would be able to afford more things yes. as such help the economy yes. even more yung, at least yung, yung local regional economy sabi nga sabi nga ng leader namin at that time <laughs> you know you can't say his name sabi nga niya you delivered to me this this was the directive you delivered to me a group of people a community who may not be able to contribute to the economy of ARMM, but at least they will not be a problem to us. Mm. So that led us to all the programs of going down and really consulting them and coming up with the plan that I said. What was it again? What, what did you say? Uh, uh, deliver to me, deliver to this government. Kung hindi man sila makakakontribute sa ekonomiya ng ARMM, ang mahalaga, hindi sila magiging problema ng kanilang gobyerno. Ayan. Ang laking, ang hirap nun. Yeah. So, kasi when, when I took the poll, when I accepted to head the department, 
I wanted to have a clear directive from the appointing authority. Yun ang sagot sa akin. Mas, mas bumigat. <laughs> mas natakot na ako. Sabi ko, ano to? Yeah. Alhamdulillah, at least. Somehow. Somehow. It, it worked out. We may not have, uh, we left behind blueprints that the next administrations could possibly could take into consideration yeah, yeah, yeah. and make reference to. And the stories that we came up, yung mga kwentong agraryo na iniwanan namin, sana magsilbi siyang uh, eh, uh, anong tawag example. example. Na pwedeng pamarisan or pwedeng pwede siguro maging uh, pattern na pwede nilang gamitin. Mm -hmm. For future, ano? For future references. Okay. So after that, uh, you left your post eventually after that. Yes. And uh, which would bring us to Congress. Going back. Alam mong nangyari sa akin? Um, My yeah. first government service was in Dar. Yeah. And I went back to Dar yeah. when I was in AIM. And then... My first... After Dar, I went to the House of Representatives. As a Chief of Staff. As Chief of Staff. As a Congressional Staff. Now, when I stepped down in Dar ARMM as Regional Secretary, I am now representing the party that I used to serve as Chief of Staff. Ayun. Which, which would become... Parang pabalik-balik. Anong tawag mo doon? Balik-balik-balik. Diba? Which would bring us to that next, ano, next chapter. Na? Yes. Uh, likely the, the final one because it, it comes yes. very close. It's modern day na halos. Yes. Uh, so just a quick summary again. A lot happened in this chapter. Uh, this was more of your professional career. My professional public service. Public service. Uh, you, you, uh, you worked... For, for a while, so uh, agrarian reform. Well, yeah, but I mean, even before that, but you that still mentioned. But you, you, you still mentioned first, yung, ano, y this awareness that you gained uh, about the Moro history, yes. Bangsa Moro history. Which, which and before I joined government, yeah, I joined non government organizations. Ayan. I became board secretary of the Kahapan Foundation. Uh -huh. I was one of the volunteers of the Moro Human Rights uh, uh, Commission, which led to me becoming part. Uh, board becoming secretary of the Philippine Alliance on Human Rights uh, Advocates Group, mm, mm, mm. which is a national institution when I represented MHRC. Mm. So, marami akong engagements pa, and then, of course, part of Pinay Kilos, but before Pinay Kilos, we had the Karendehan, which mm. is a women organization. So, so um, it, it was built upon a lot built of, upon this, a lot this of advocacy this advocacies. Well. Then, I joined government. Mm, from yeah. 1998. Oftentimes, you see something like that, yung mga yeah. advocacy pursuits. Ang nakakatuwa, ngayon ko lang na-realize, gabing interview mo, no? Gabing podcast mo. Wala ang dami kong Nakakainis. Di ba parang sabi ko, nagsimula pala akong government service sa DAR, and then, and I only get to realize that now that I'm talking it with you, and then, bumalik pala ako doon, and to be of service on a different capacity. Different capacity. And then I serve as congressional staff in Congress. Now I return as oh, and as as an actual representative yes. talaga. So uh that essentially ayun, uh, you ended up working for DAR, that's your first and then Congress as chief of staff. You also served sa OPAP then Yeah, for two months. Two months and then uh yung sa NCMF as deputy executive director. Uh and then ARM High yes. school life, right? Yeah, my <laughs> high school life. <laughs> and then, 
my college life naman in my college, career is college, this. Ito naman. <laughs> so after that, we go back to Congress. Yes. And that's gonna be the third and uh, likely last chapter. Last. Na. Thank you, Kuya. Thank right. you. Thank you, Titami. Thank you. This is where we'll leave Ma'am Amihilda's story for now. We'll return next week to explore her return to Congress, not as a member of staff, but as a representative, just as the debate on the future of the Bangsamoro intensifies. Until next time, Salam Alaikum. <laughs>